0: Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. It's been a hot minute, but I'm back. Hope you guys are all doing well. Now let's dig in. One of the first cases that I covered on this channel was that of little Summer Wells, the five-year-old girl who vanished on June 15th of 2021 while in the custody of her mother, Candice Bly, and her grandmother, Candy Harer. This all occurred in Hawkins County, Tennessee. Summer has never been seen since, and her fate remains a mystery to this day. And although I haven't covered her case in a long time, Summer still tugs at my heartstrings, Like a lot of people, I fell in love with her big blue eyes, pale blonde hair, even when it was shaved down to a buzz cut, and the joyful spirit in her that I witnessed in the videos of her dancing in the rain and splashing around in the lake. The interview room recently had clinical psychologist Dr. Gary Brucato on the show to discuss Summer's case. Her troubled parents can display in Don Wells and the Wells property and Summer's bleak basement bedroom, if you can even call that shadowy concrete space a room. The show was prompted in part by a serious threat Don Wells made to Josh Diaz of The Lab. Don Wells has had a love hate relationship, mostly hate with Josh for a long time, and with other YouTubers as well. And that's because Josh and others have been dedicated to trying to unearth answers as to what really happened to Summer. Don, who clearly suffers from an unhealthy attachment to booze, and who knows what else, gets ticked off when anyone begins pointing the finger for Summer going M-I-A at him and Candace. Don may also have been angry that Josh played a portion of his interview with the police on his show. Don and Candace continue to deny all involvement in their daughter's disappearance, and they also continue to refuse help from the Cold Case Foundation, which offered to look at Summer's case. So a very inebriated Don Wells called Josh not long ago, and he threatened to do Josh in by placing a sharp object to his throat. Don also accused Josh of coming to Beach Creek and nabbing Summer. Don even claimed to have videos of Josh with Summer, which is simply ludicrous. Don's behavior illustrates why Summer's case became such a circus between Don and Candace and other attention-hungry hangers-on in the circle. They've muddied the waters of Summer's disappearance and created so many different rabbit holes. So here's Don clearly loaded, telling Josh that he set this whole crime up in order to be with five-year-old Summer. In my opinion, this is Don projecting and trying to chip away at Josh's reputation. It would appear that in Don's world, grown-ass men look at five-year-old little girls and want to, quote, get with them, sickening. This is just more of the same behavior out of the wells that doesn't mesh with how parents of missing children normally act. Right from the start, the wells went against the grain. Candace refused to speak to the police on the night that Summer vanished. Why, a parent who is concerned about their missing child is going to tell the cops everything they can and will push the police to go out and search ASAP, and the parent too will be out searching from dusk to dawn, frantic to get their arms around that child once again. Parents whose kids vanish without their knowledge tend to cling to the present tense when speaking about their child. They will not begin using the past tense from the jump, nor will they mention the resurrection. Back to Josh of the lab and Don's Threats. So Josh clearly upset with Don's accusations and threats, went on the interview room to try and get answers as to what makes someone like Don Wells tick. Host Chris McDonough also had on Dr. Gary Brucato. He's the clinical psychologist I have mentioned earlier, and he specializes in areas of early psychosis, violence, and other serious psychopathy. Just a quick reminder, psychopathy is a mental health condition characterized by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold, disinhibited, and egotistical traits. Dr. Brucato pointed out how illogical it is that Don Wells would like us to believe that he, a man accused of essaying a five-year-old in the past, is not involved in his five-year-old daughter's disappearance. Don instead wants us to believe that someone else came into his home and took Summer away." Dr. Brucato said that he's never heard of a case where a known S.O. of little kids had his own child nabbed by another S.O. Chris McDonough also chimed in to say that he's never heard of such a case either. They were pointing out that the most logical explanation for Summer's disappearance Lies with Don Wells and Candace Bly and not with anyone else, not a stranger, not a neighbor, not anyone else. And when Chris McDonough showed the footage of his tour of the basement of the Wells property, when Dr. Brocado saw Summers' basement bedroom, He likened it to what's called an oubliette. This is a French word that refers to a type of ancient prison cell where prisoners were locked and shackled away, left and forgotten about. In fact, in Paris, there's a place where you can go and see some of these oubliettes. You have to walk down some stone stairs, and you come to these stone-like, they look like closets that you can step into. They're made of stone. They've been there for hundreds of years. They still have iron shackles in them for the prisoners, and apparently the River Seine would wash in at night so that their feet and their ankles and who knows what else was covered in water. And then, of course, there were the rats coming to and fro. And I think Dr. Brucato hit it on the head. That basement. Room is like an oubliette, and that's what Candace called Summer's bedroom. No pictures on the wall, nothing to liven the place up, no lamps no beauty. Now Don's stepsister Mary was also on the interview room and she said that Don has also been calling her a lot lately and she hasn't wanted to answer because he goes off on her and he's called her a biatch, he insults her, and it's because he's furious that she called the police when she learned of Summer's disappearance and she let them know about his past behaviors as an S heir of little girls. Per Mary, Don also tells her that no one wants her, that she's worthless, that kind of thing. I'm not a psychologist, but I believe this is also Don telling Mary what he thinks about himself. He's projecting. As with Josh, Don is also threatening Mary and telling her that he's coming to Utah and he's going to break her jaw and more. Mary thinks this happens when Don gets drunk, sees stuff about himself on YouTube, thinks about Mary going to the police to report him, and he becomes enraged. So Don is definitely holding on to grudges, and instead of focusing on finding Summer and getting his own act together, instead he's stuck in this toxic loop I really think Don Wells' brain is pickled, and I think it's impossible for him to think like a mature adult because I don't think he ever went through the maturation process because of the drugs. Dr. Bucato suggested that Maybe Don is making these threats to Mary and to Josh now because they may have gotten too close to the truth, and Don wants to silence them. Dr. Boccato feels that Don's past behaviors are extremely important to look at because past behaviors with people who essay others are often indicative of future behaviors. Dr. Braccato said that based on all he's learned about Summer's case, Summer, in his opinion, sadly, is no longer alive. He also stated that Summer may have been intentionally eliminated because Summer was headed to kindergarten, where she'd be interacting with other adults who might notice signs of abuse or neglect. Josh then brought up the blue couch that the now-deceased Jose, remember him, said was in the basement when he stayed at the Wells property, that the blue couch was always up against the basement door to the outside. Jose's the guy that Candace allowed to stay at the Wells chateau while Don was out of town for weeks. Chris and Josh talked about Summer possibly being placed inside the blue couch and then secreted out of the home. I'd never heard this theory before, and it makes perfect sense. It seems very plausible. And per Josh, Don Wells became livid whenever Josh questioned him about that blue couch and where it went. Why would Don become livid about that? And why isn't that abandoned blue couch on the property? So many other abandoned articles were just kicked out of the house and allowed to rot on the property. Why did they take the time to ferry that blue couch away? The chat on the interview room then turned to Don's other criminal transgressions including the time he stole a pair of red panties from a woman to use to have a party with himself, if you know what I mean. Apparently, during that incident, Don hid from cops in his vehicle, but then he was spotted, and he was arrested for the crime. It was also mentioned that Don has sold illicit substances in the past. This is when Dr. Brucato mentioned that psychopathic people have a trait that's called criminal versatility. And what that means is that if a person has a psychopathic personality structure, over the course of their lifetime, they will engage in many different types of criminal offenses. Things like writing bad checks, getting locked up for getting into bar fights, shoplifting, and so on. And if you add the essaying of children and females, there is often a heating up process. So these offenders start small, say with stealing panties, and then it's not enough to fulfill their fantasies. So the pressure keeps building and building. And for some of these people, it can spill over into murder. Is that what happened to Summer? Dr. Brucato said that people with these traits could end up doing someone in, because their behavior becomes too aggressive or because the person on the receiving end of the SA is a living witness to the crime, and thus the perpetrator has to get rid of that person. Dr. Bercato also stated that if you look at a lot of serialists, they start out with SA against someone, and then they have to get rid of the victim, thus they escalate To homicide. Dr. Boccato expressed that he worries about this type of escalation when he hears about someone like Don Wells having stolen undergarments, having accusations of essaying little kids. When Dr. Boccato asked if Don had engaged in setting fires or harming animals, Josh mentioned the barn that burned down with animals in it. Don was believed to have caused this fire as a young adult. We'd also heard rumors that Don was known to harm dogs on his property. Things like putting firecrackers on their tails for kicks. It's so sick, I can't even handle it. I want to rip him to shreds hearing about this. Dr. Brucado described all these alleged traits and behaviors in Don Wells as being a soup that you don't want to hear about when there's an accusation of a missing child. Listening to Dr. Brucado makes me believe once again that Summer disappeared as a result of one or both of her parents' behaviors, and not by anyone else's hands. I've never bought into a stranger showing up at their isolated property climbing up that hard-to-navigate hill and grabbing Summer, while her mother and her grandmother and her brothers were just feet away. Nor have I believed that any of the sketchy neighbors were involved. Occam's razor points straight at Don and Candace, or someone else in the family who was on that property at that time. Factor in Candace's uncle on her mother's side, a guy who spent many years in prison for essaying children, and you have antisocial personalities on both sides of Summer Wells' family tree. That baby girl, in my opinion, never stood a chance of surviving childhood without being subjected to some form of abuse. When Josh played the recording of Don's threat to him, Dr. Bucato said it's obvious there's a lot of rage in Don and that instead of thanking Josh for trying to help solve Summer's case, Don's attitude is more like, shut up, stay out of it. If you keep talking, you're going to get me in trouble. Keep it up and I will come and find you and do you in. Dr. Bucato said he found it hard to reconcile Don's threat with someone who supposedly is mourning his child. So it's now two years plus after Summer's disappearance and it feels like nothing has changed. Summer's still missing, Don is still drinking and still blaming everyone other than himself for Summer's sad fate. And now he's threatening violence against people who are trying to fight to get answers for Summer. Will Don Wells ever evolve into a grown man or is it too late for that? I think it's too late. Will we ever find out what happened to Summer? Will the person or persons who led to her disappearance ever be held accountable? And will Don Wells and Candace Bly ever turn the train wreck of their lives around? You know, in many ways, they won the lottery if you have a missing child. They had a beautiful, blue-eyed blonde baby girl that the world fell in love with everybody rallied to help them kind generous people crawled out of the woodwork to help them get their home in order to offer them groceries to pay their bills there's a lot of families with missing loved ones who don't get this kind of attention don't get this kind of help don't get offers from the cold case foundation Honestly, the lack of the Wells appreciation, the lack of the thank yous to people like Josh of the lab to try and help get answers and find summer says everything we need to know about this case and who done it, in my opinion. Allegedly. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.